Hey there, fellow parent entrepreneurs. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join us here on The Kenza Pod. My name is Tiffany Jones. I'm the co-founder and CEO of The Kenza Collective, where we empower and educate parents who are making the transition from working for the man to working for themselves. Our goal is to help you create a life where you have autonomy, freedom, and the power to dictate how you spend your days, all based on your family's unique needs. So if you're ready to hand in your notice and experience the freedom that comes from working for yourself, or if you've already done it and are in the trenches trying to manage all the pieces, you're in the right place. Be sure to check out kenzacollective.com for all kinds of resources specifically geared toward the busy working parent. And thanks again for being here. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kenza Pod. This is Tiffany Jones, uh, Kenza's co-founder and CEO. Uh, it's just me on today's episode. And today I'm going to be talking to you about some of the tips and tricks that uh, we, my husband and I, have learned over time traveling with a child. Our daughter is a little over three at this point, and we've traveled with her quite a bit. Our first international trip was when she was about about 14, 15 months old or so, um, and we went to Costa Rica for a week, and that was super fun. We've gone to Mexico a couple of times. We've traveled domestically quite a bit, and I will not lie to you. It's not easy. (laughs) Um, If you've seen any of our travels on Instagram, you know, obviously how Instagram is, you show the fun stuff and nobody wants to see a video of your toddler tantruming in line and customs, which has definitely happened to us. But, and the other thing that we have found too, is that it's gotten a little bit harder recently as she's really gotten into threes. This last trip, we went to Mexico uh, and it was, it was kind of a rough trip. The, um, the airport was pretty rough just with her. Um, she just, it was, I think it was like overwhelming for her. Um, and just going through customs, like I said, major, a meltdown, like I've never seen before or after then. And we've kind of determined at this point to maybe give it a little bit more time, maybe wait for another six to eight months before we do a big trip like that again. It was interesting because just three months before this last Mexico trip, we went to Mexico, like before then to a different part of Mexico and it was totally fine. So I'm just finding that, you know, as she grows and evolves and, just becomes a different kid, uh, you know, we may have to adjust our expectations. So if you have a young child, like a baby or up until maybe two, honestly, that's kind of a great time to travel. They're a little bit, in my opinion, in our experience here, um, easier. They're just kind of easier to contain, you know, they're not maybe sometimes as easy to entertain, you know, with an older kid, you can, they, they'll watch TV for a little bit. Anyway, so it's just a different experience. And at the end of the day, you just kind of have to go with it and have fun with it. And if you are not enjoying it or it doesn't even sound appealing to you to go traveling with a child, then, you know, just don't do it. Wait till they're older. So what I'm going to share with you is the things. So as you guys know, I'm a project manager. So I, my whole life is like project managed all the time, which is good and bad. And, you know, sometimes I try to let go of that a little bit and, um, and just go with the flow. And that's actually been really nice too. But when it comes to traveling, I obviously like to plan it out a little bit better and more thoroughly. Um, and for me, what that means is not necessarily that I'm like planning every detail down to a T because that is seems silly to me because it's definitely going to change. 
What I'm more mean is that I'm preparing for the trip far in advance. Not just like booking stuff, but I'm thinking about things. I'm looking into things. I'm starting to pack things or order things. I'm just preparing weeks and weeks ahead of time so that it's not all one big mad dash or I can't get something in time because I forgot to do it. I didn't soon, didn't do it soon enough. So that's what I mean by, I just, I plan way ahead of time, um, when we're going to be traveling. So what I'm going to go through is what I do in the planning phase, like the planning and maybe some pre-ordering of stuff and then stuff that I pack up and how I pack. And then what we've learned for flights and then a couple of tips of during the trip. And then at the very end, I'll give a couple of little tips of what it's like to try and work while you're on one of these trips. So our last trip to Mexico was kind of a working trip for my husband and I. And so I learned a lot on that trip also that I'll be sharing with you. So let's get into it. All right. So, oh, the other thing I wanted to say too, is that I'm going to mention some, some things that we've bought, um, some products, and we'll share all of those links in the show notes. Some of them will be affiliate links just from Amazon, or, um, there's a company that I use for food called Thrive Market so that, you know, we get a nice little kickback in both of us, if, if you end up buying that, but some of it is just products that I really like and that, you know, I'm just sharing with you because I like them. All right, so let's talk about planning and kind of getting ready for the trip. So when you're booking things, I always highly recommend that you try and get a room that has um, a kitchen and or at least some kind of kitchenette and some sort of living space. Um, We made the mistake one time of trying to share a room together, my husband, my daughter and I, like one, just one hotel room. This was actually on our last trip. And it was a total disaster and we actually had to spend money to move rooms because we were like, we just can't do this for a whole week. Um, so as much as you can, if you can afford it, I know it's not always easy, but try and find a suite, um, or at least something that has some space for you all, because you know, you're going to spend time in your room if you're in a hotel. Um, and you know, better yet, if you can get an Airbnb, that's even better, right? So always try and, and shoot for that. I like to start uh, looking into different things ahead of time. So one thing that you should remember is that you don't have to bring all of your gear with you wherever you go. There are places that you can rent baby gear from in a lot of towns, whether it's domestic or international. And what's really cool is that most of the time you can place your order ahead of time and they will have it delivered to your spot, whether it's a house or hotel, you know, when you get there. So look into that. If you don't, you know, the the least amount of crap that you can schlep through the airport, the better. (laughs) Trust me on that one. So, you know, if you need a stroller, but you don't necessarily need it through the airport, see if you can rent it there. Same thing with a crib or a bed situation or even toys. Like some of these places have like, it's basically a whole kid's store and you just rent it all, rent gear. So I would highly recommend looking into that. We actually learned about that when we went to Costa Rica. I didn't know that that was a service. And we were super bummed because we learned it too late and we had left a bunch of stuff there that we didn't really need to bring. So look into that. If you need to bring a car seat um, on the plane, when up until just recently, we always got a seat from Mackenzie, uh, our daughter, and we got, we brought a car seat onto the plane. And what's really nice about that is that you can strap it right into the airplane seat and you put your kid in there and they they're like used to being in their car seat. You're, they're used to the fact that they sit in their car seat and they get strapped in and they have to stay there and they can't get out, especially when they're younger. 
Um, and when I say younger, I'm gonna, I mean like two and a half to like maybe under three is what I'll say. And a lot of times what we did is we worked the Southwest system so that we had companion pass, which if you don't know what that is, it's uh, basically you get an, an extra free ticket for any flight that you book. Um, look into it, Southwest companion pass. It's amazing. And we do whatever we can to get that every year. Anyway, so if you can get them their own seat, what you can do is bring a travel car seat, which I will link the one that we get. It's, I think it's a Britax, B-R-I-T-A-X, Britax. I don't know how you say that. And, and then what you can do is you get a dolly, that's a stroller dolly, and you hook up the car seat to the stroller dolly and you can wheel that all through the airport really easily. And then if you're extra lucky, your kid can actually sit in the car seat that's hooked up to the dolly and you can wheel them all around the airport in that. And it's really fun and it can replace having to bring a stroller to the airport. So that's how, when we were traveling with a car seat, that's how we did it and it was really, really easy. The dolly just folds in half, you put it in the up overhead storage bin and then the car seat's super lightweight so you're not lugging this big ass thing around, which we did one time, we're like, we're never doing that again. Um, strap it in there and then that's kind of like their place on the airplane and that's really nice. So there you go. Now that we don't use, we haven't been bringing the car seat because we just don't really want to lug it. We got this thing called the Wiz Rider, W-H-I-Z-R-I-D-E-R, -E the Wiz Rider. And what it is, it's, a, it's like this vest. It literally weighs like one pound and it folds up into this little pouch. And it's a vest that they wear and that you like run the... Um, the uh, seat belt through the vest and across the legs and it is a fully like legal approved safe car seat but kids have to be at least 30 pounds and there's two sizes so look into that there's there's other versions whiz rider's not the only brand um but it is a game changer especially when we were in mexico this last time and we were taking a lot of like really short cab rides to different places we didn't have to bring a car seat with us everywhere. We just had this vest thing that you can't get quick to put on and you can strap them into the car and you feel pretty good about it. Um, so that has been a really big game changer on our trips to not have to bring a car seat with us. So look into something like that. And then um, as we're getting closer to the trip, I like to order all of our snacks and I get a lot of snacks. Um, so I use Thrive Market. I love Thrive Market. I get pretty much all of our dried goods from there. And also they have frozen stuff now too that I've been getting and they have meat and wine and household goods, all that kind of stuff. They're an amazing store. It's kind of like Whole Foods, but way cheaper. Not way cheaper, but definitely not whole wallet prices. Anyway, so I will order a ton of healthy snacks and I'm, I'm telling you, you can't overdo it on ordering a crap load of healthy snacks because they're going to serve you both on the flight and then on the trip itself. And I can't tell you how many times having good, healthy snacks and like filling snacks too. So we get like, um, cashew butter, which has, uh, like a, these little like pouches and it's like ton of good, it's like 300 calories or something, tons of good fat. Um, we'll get little like protein bars. We get those chomp bars, which are like, you know, healthy slim gyms. And I get so much, and this is kind of like, it's kind of expensive, you know, when you order all these, like a hundred, couple hundred bucks, but it's definitely, definitely, definitely worth it. So I start making that list. I'm starting to build up my shopping cart, you know, at least a couple weeks ahead of time. Again, I don't want to be scrambling last minute getting to get that order in or have to go spend more money by going to a local store because it is cheaper to order off of Thrive. So I'll start doing that, you know, two, three weeks ahead of time too. 
the other thing that I start to do at least a week out, sometimes two weeks out, is I we have a guest room and I'll start using that as like kind of our staging area for packing. So I get everything out, I'm laying it out on the bed and just starting to think through the stuff that I don't wanna forget, stuff that I can pack now, um, and then I can keep that door closed so that my daughter doesn't get all up in there. Now, that leads me to my most favorite, best hack ever, 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 ever called packing cubes. If you have not heard of packing cubes or you've heard of them and you don't use them, you need to start using them. And it's so funny because if you go look at packing cubes on Amazon, there's a ton that you can choose from and you read the reviews. People say, people all generally say the same thing. Like this looked silly, but everybody said it was great. So I thought I'd give it a try and oh my God, it changed my life. I don't know how I ever packed without these. And it's like this, it's, it's across the board. Everybody's stoked about packing cubes and I am with them. So what they are basically, if you don't know, is um, they're kind of what they sound like. They are soft sided, zippable cubes of different sizes. And what you can do is, you know, and each one can be a different category. So typically um, I can, you know, in one of the bigger cubes, I can pretty much get Mackenzie's entire wardrobe in it for the trip because she's just, you know, her clothes are so little. Um, but in, in another little one, I'll put all of her bathing suits. Um, another one will put all undies and socks. And, um, you know, we do the same for us. And so what I do is Mackenzie, now that she's not in a car seat and we don't bring a stroller with us anymore, we got her a little carry-on, this like really cute wheelie, um, like unicorn carry-on. And what that does is gives her something to hold and be in charge of and kind of participate with us at the airport. Um, and what I do is I pack that carry-on with all of her airplane stuff, snacks, games, toys, and I'm going to go through that list in a little bit. So I'm going to get in my staging area, I'm going to get that carry on out and I'm going to get the packing cubes out and I'm going to start putting different activities in these packing cubes. So it's really, really easy to just reach in and pull something out without having to dig through an entire suitcase full of stuff and mess it all up. And that's the best part of packing cubes. You just reach into your suitcase, you find the cube that has the stuff you're looking for and you just pull that out. Or when you get to your place, you can just pull all your cubes out, put them in drawers and keep everything super organized. And then when you're ready to go home, you just zip up your cubes, put them back in your suitcase and you're ready to go. It's just, I just can't, I really can't imagine how I lived without them. <laughs> okay, so some of the things that we bring with us, um, no matter where we're going, is blackout curtains, number one. I will link to the ones that we get on Amazon. They are like travel blackout curtains that have little suction cups on them and they work pretty good. The suction cups can be annoying sometimes, but you eventually get it and it's not a big deal. And again, game changer. Make sure that you don't forget your baby monitor. Even if you don't really use one anymore, you might want one where you're going so that, cause you just don't know how the setup's gonna be or so you can put them to bed and you know, maybe go sit on the balcony or go sit somewhere else. Um, I would highly recommend one that's not dependent on Wi-Fi, um, just cause that can be a real pain when you're traveling to have to make sure that your camera is set up on Wi-Fi. You want to order a bunch of disinfectant wipes for the airplane, for the airport, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, obviously hand sanitizer and masks and all that stuff for COVID. So let's talk about what we bring on the airplane. So the way I like to think about it is in 20 minute activities. 
I like to pack up maybe, I don't know, I'll count here, maybe it's, you know, six or so, six to eight, or as many as you can think of, 20 minute activities. You'll probably think of more. Sorry, if you can hear my dog, I don't know, he's laying behind me whining, I don't know what's wrong. Okay, so here are, here's what I do. I take her carry-on and I use my packing cubes and I put together different little activities in, in these little packing cubes. So I can easily just reach in and pull one out and it's, you know, it's under the seat in front of us and it's just super easy to reach one, reach in and pull one out. Okay, so one great activity is Play-Doh. And what I will pack up is, you know, four different little colors and then also a couple of the, you know, the, um, what do you call them? Where you like cut out shapes. Why can't I think of that word? But you know what I'm talking about, where you can like roll it out and cut a shape out of it. Um, and then this was an accidental discovery that we made one day. And what it is, is that I ordered this kit. I'll try and link to it. I think I got it on Amazon. I'll try and link in the show notes here for you, where it was just like a bunch of fun little arts and crafts types of things like feathers and popsicle sticks and little eyeballs and um, I think these things are supposed to be for necklaces. It's like these tiny little, like a little butterfly and a little unicorn. And I think you're supposed to like put them on a string or something. I don't know. But what happened is somehow that, like that little bag of goodies came out with the Play-Doh one day. And then we started like mixing the Play-Doh and those decorations we call them together. And it's actually really cool. So what it is, is we have, and I'm gonna actually, you know what, I'm gonna put some pictures of this in this, the, sh the like blog post of this. So you can kind of see what I'm talking about here. But what we would do is like make these little shapes like a star or bear or something. And then we'd have these like decorations, like these little eyeballs and these little like plastic butterflies and just this, these little like, flare, if you will, that we would add to the Play-Doh shapes. And it just takes Play-Doh to a whole different level and it keeps them busy for a while. And we enjoy making funny little designs and we like make things for each other. And it's actually like kind of fun for me to play with too, to be honest. And it, like I said, it really extends the activity out and it makes it even more of like a dynamic, open-ended type of playing thing. So Play-Doh and some like decorations for the Play-Doh or, uh, you know, flair for the Play-Doh is highly recommended. Next, I will pack up a little bag um, full of some of her smaller toys. So my daughter really likes cars and trucks and stuff. So we have a bunch of little like matchbox car type things. So I'll pack up a bunch of her cars and any other little toys that we have, like little animals, little dinosaurs, you know, all that kind of crap that's like at the bottom of their play basket, put all that together in a thing. And then you can do all kinds of fun, fun stuff with that. You can, you know, with the cars, like you can take out a piece of paper and draw a road on it and they have to like trace the road all around. Um, sometimes you can like make a little scene with all the little animals and the Play-Doh, you know, you get really creative. It's, they're like just little props to be able to play with. So that's another little activity. Another one is obviously like markers and crayons and coloring books. And even if you just bring like plain pieces of white printer paper, that's fine too. And then kind of along with that is stickers. So stickers are awesome on an airplane and just in general, of course. And there's all kinds, you can like Google the crap out of this. I'm sure other moms have like these amazing ideas that I haven't even seen yet. Um, but you can like, here's a really simple one. Put down like a piece of paper, a white piece of paper and just put a bunch of dots, like big dots all over the paper and just have them put a sticker on every dot. You know, it just keeps them busy. And here's a little pro tip also that I read somewhere. You know how like you have a sheet, you have like a sheet of stickers. What you can do is peel the backing off of that sheet of stickers. 
you know, that like when you have all the stickers gone, that backing that's left, peel that off first and that makes it really easy for their little fingers to get the stickers up. So what you can do is like bring a piece of paper and make those little dots or come up with some little sticker game, peel that backing off, hand it to them and it keeps them nice and busy with those stickers for a while. So that's always a good one. And then obviously coloring books and things like that. Of course, we have a tablet and headphones. Uh, the first time we brought the tablet, we did not bring headphones. We regretted that, so definitely get headphones. Um, and make sure they fit, get them all excited about it before you go, and then make sure that you pre-download everything on the tablet ahead of time and turn off the Wi-Fi and make sure it all works offline. You can also like download movies on Disney, Netflix, Hulu. You can download them ahead of time so they store on your device. But again, just turn off that Wi-Fi and actually test that they work um, because they don't always work and sometimes you have to do something. And when you're on the plane, you're not gonna have Wi-Fi or there's other places you may not have it and you want them to be able to be entertained by their tablet, so just make sure that works. And go get some cool games. You know, a lot of them you just have to pay like $4.99 or something for. Like get all those, they're, they're fun, they keep them entertained. And, you know, I have no problem with screen time with my child because she just kind of naturally walks away from it when she's done, which is not, it was just after not very long. So she kind of self-regulates. And so, you know, you do what you got to do on an airplane or in a car when you are traveling um, to keep them entertained. It's all good. Please do not feel guilty about that. Okay, books. Books are a really good one. Um, little thin books. Oh, and you know what we did recently? I didn't even have this on my list, but I'm glad I thought about it, is um, Where's Waldo? We picked up some Where's Waldo books and man, that keeps her really busy. Um, and she loves it. She just loves the concept of looking for Waldo. And then like we play this game where if one of them sees him first, we'll like do this big circle. We're like, he's in this area. And then, you know, we look for him. And um, there's a ton of other like, books that are similar to that. It's not Waldo, but you're finding things. Those have been a real big hit. So check that out. Here's another little tip that we have been doing and it's really successful. Go to like the dollar store, or Big Lots or Target or wherever and find some little toys that are like fun, but little, you know, like you can hold in the palm of your hand. Cause again, you don't want to be schlepping a bunch of stuff, right? So what we did is, like I mentioned, my daughter likes cars and trucks and things. And my husband found her this little set of like uh, construction vehicles, literally like a, I can hold, you know, an excavator in the palm of my hand, like they were little. And he just took like a brown paper bag and used that to wrap each one up. So it was like a little present. And again, it was like, it wasn't pretty. He just was like cut out brown paper bag pieces and like, you know, wrapped it. I'm using air quotes here. Um, but what was cool is that now there, it was like a set of five for like $2, you know, and when we're on the airplane, Mackenzie can open a little present and she doesn't know what's going to be in there and she's all excited and it's like a whole thing. So you could even take some of her own toys, some of their own toys from their own room and wrap that up. It's just the, like the whole thing of like, Ooh, do you want a present? What's in here? Let's open it. And then they have to open it and then they get in there and then they play with it. Um, again, you're just looking for like, you're trying to get by 20 minutes at a time. That's been our experience anyway. Um, sometimes if you're lucky though, something will last longer or they'll watch a movie for a longer amount of time. But in our experience, I try and have 20 minute activities ready to go. So wrap up some presents. Those are kind of the main activities that we do on the airplane. Um, and then there's a couple of other little pro tips that I'll share with you. We bring a cup, like her own cup with a straw, 
and we have this like snack bowl thing that goes it's usually we keep in the car where I'm sure you've seen it like you can't you can like reach in and pull a snack out like a Cheerio or something but it won't like spill over those types of things um, those are really handy to have on the airplane like when they drop off pretzels or whatever you know sometimes that can just get kind of messy and you can just put it right in her little cup and kind of contains it a little bit more um, same thing with a cup you know they don't always bring a lid and sometimes it's just nice to have her own little cup uh, change of clothes you never know what might happen what fluids might be spilled somewhere and it sucks to be with a child that needs to be changed out of their clothes for whatever reason you don't have a change of clothes so bring that um, napkins disinfectant wipes you can wipe everything down on the airplane so you can you know not feel gross about playing on the trays and all that kind of stuff so I think that that's good that's like what we do on the flight and also we just kind of get up and walk around we go to the bathroom you know whatever i'm not gonna lie it's not easy the flight kind of sucks and i mean you know you just get through it what we've learned is that anything longer than four hours is not really something we're up for anymore at this point in Mackenzie's life and if it's gonna be longer than that or like longer than five we might consider like stopping somewhere for a night and getting a flight again the next day you just, you know, don't make this unnecessarily hard on yourself and try to remember that traveling with a kid is nothing like how traveling was before you had a kid and to just change your expectations, lower your expectations and, you know, just try not to overpack or bring too much stuff. If you're looking for a community of like-minded parents who know that there is a better way to integrate career and family, I invite you to join our free Slack workspace. Now listen, I know that none of us have time to keep up with yet another platform, or YAP as some people may say, and the good news is that our Slack just isn't like that. It's organized into very specific topics and it should serve as a resource for you to get real-time feedback and answers to your specific questions. We also have a jobs channel where you can keep an eye out for great freelancing and consulting gigs that we come across or that we're specifically hiring for here at Kenza. To join us, head to kenzacollective.com slack. It's free and it's easy. I hope to see you in there. All right, so now you have all of your great tips for preparing for your trip, um, how to get ready for the trip, how to survive the flight or the long drive. Now let's talk about your on the trip. Um, so here's some of the activities that we found to be fun. This is specifically, well, it's some of them are for a hotel. Some of them can just be in an Airbnb or someone's house or whatever. So one of them is a treasure hunt. Um, my daughter's really into like hide and go seek right now and finding things and looking for things and hiding things and all that kind of stuff. So what you can do is use um, all those little toys that I told you to pack up with like cars and, you know, any other little trinkets you can find and kind of, you know, you can hide things in plain sight, but hide them all around your room or, um, you know, the hotel room or whatever. And that's that keeps them busy for a little while. Um, you can use the um, ice bucket that's in a hotel room and you can do all kinds of stuff with that because they have little those little like uh, tongs that come with them so you can go get ice and maybe even ask for a second ice bucket and give them an activity of using the tongs to move all the ice one by one from one to the other it sounds terrible for us adults but um, she loves it um, you can also use that for pouring my daughter loves to like have a cup and pour stuff back and forth 
So there's all kinds of stuff you can do with that ice bucket and those little tongs and all the little toys you have. I think she's done stuff where she's like put all of her little toys in the bucket and brought them different places in the room. And you know, it's just like, it's just a prop to play with. Obviously making a fort, you know, just using all of those toys that you brought on the airplane, bring a lot of everything, you know, bring a lot of stickers, a lot of paper, a lot of markers, crayons, all that kind of stuff. And then you have it for the whole time that you're there too. Fort is always a fun thing to do in a hotel. You can obviously Google this subject and find some other little silly activities to do, but those are just some of them. Now let's talk about if you are trying to work during your trip. So some of the things you might do ahead of time are to check on the Wi-Fi situation where you're going and see um, maybe some of the reviews on the hotel or the Airbnb and see if maybe there's even an option to upgrade. Like at our last hotel, we could pay to upgrade for faster internet. Um, I think that could probably be written off as a business expense, but talk to your CPA or tax professional about that. And if, you know, if you're worried about the Wi-Fi situation, look up some co-working spaces in the area and just, you know, write those down somewhere as a place to go check out if you're in the area. Um, it's also kind of nice because then you can just like go somewhere and be away from the family um, to actually get some work done and you can, you know, rely on their Wi-Fi. Obviously you can try a cafe or any of that kind of thing too, but just kind of have a plan ahead of time of what you're going to do and like where you are going to work. You don't want to have to be figuring that out when you get there. I have a tool on the website, we'll link to it in the show notes too, called the Capacity Planning Tool. And this is just, it's really just a spreadsheet. And I came up with it when I was the producer at a creative agency and was managing a ton of projects and a ton of people. And it was a little crazy. And I needed a way for, I needed a way to just know who was available and when based on what position they had and um, the projects they were working on and their involvement in the projects. And I've since adapted that tool to work for my own freelancing life so that what I can do is predict out the projects that I have coming and start to see like when I'm going to be overbooked, underbooked, and then make plans for that. So there's a whole lesson. It's like a little mini course. It's free. And I give you the spreadsheet and everything. And you can go check that out. Capacity planning tool. Um, but what I would recommend is using that tool to plan ahead for your trip and make sure that you're not starting any new projects during the time that you're going to be gone. Um, the type of work that you're doing when you're trying to work while traveling is really important. You don't want to be starting a new project. You don't want to be under some crazy deadline. You don't want to be, um, trying to take a new client call because, you know, I mean, do it if you have to, but you just never know how things are going to go on your trip. You just don't know what's going to come at you. Who's going to get sick? What's going to get delayed? The Wi-Fi is not working. There's a crazy storm. You know, you just, you don't know. There's a lot of unpredictable things and you don't want the stress on top of traveling with your family um, that you're trying to get some big project done or you're trying to land a brand new client or do something with a big deadline or a really big important thing. So try to be careful about that. And that's why I love the capacity planning tool because it helps you see that ahead of time. And you can see when you're like, oh, these three projects are actually going to be wrapping up within a couple weeks of each other. Then my next one isn't starting for two weeks after that. Uh, that would be a great time for us to go on a trip. And then you can really plan, hey, maybe not even work on your trip. Imagine that. And then, you know, try to just be realistic. Like, don't try and schedule too much for the week. I made this mistake on my last trip and I, 
I was over ambitious with what I thought I'd be able to get done. Try not to do that. Try to just maybe have it be a planning, a business planning or a catch up time, or maybe you need to organize your Google drive or stuff that like is, is the debt in your company, not financial debt, but like, you know, operational debt in your company that maybe you need to clean up or financial stuff. You need to go do your books or whatever, stuff like that. But like, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen. Um, but it would be really nice to get it done and still feel productive for the week. So think about that too. Think about the type of work that you're going to be doing when you're there and try to make it not anything that's like high stakes. The other thing is if you have a partner that you're with, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, try to talk to them about a schedule ahead of time, like before the trip. Say, hey, like I'd really love it if I could have two hours in the morning and then two hours in the afternoon, like, or what do you want? What do you need? And try and work out that schedule ahead of time. That way on day one, you guys all know what's going on. You've agreed to it already. You're not tired and frustrated from the trip or whatever. You guys just know like, okay, I'm going to be taking the kid this time. And one thing that I learned kind of the hard way and why I would recommend trying to find a co-working space if you can, is that I, so I'm super productive in the mornings and my husband is really respectful of that. And he likes, you know, if I can just get a couple hours in the morning, I can usually knock out what takes other people a lot more time. Like I can just get in there and get it done. And, um, what I didn't think about was the fact that, you know, I thought, okay, my husband's going to take Mackenzie, um, you know, from eight to 10 every morning and I'm going to be able to get work done. But Mackenzie wasn't like, she wasn't ready to leave the room at that point. Like she just kind of wanted to hang and chill. She was eating breakfast, maybe watching cartoons, whatever. And I just, I can't sit there and work while she's there. She just, she won't leave me alone. And I was like scrambling to try and figure out where I was going to go, like be able to sit down and get work done. And I wish I had thought about that and planned ahead and like had a plan of like, okay, I'm going to go to this co-working space or I'm going to go sit in this part of the lobby and I need to make sure the Wi-Fi is good there, yada, yada. So just think about that, you know, think about having another place outside of wherever you're going to be to actually go get your work done. It's just really helpful. The other thing we tried out on this last trip is we halfway through the trip, we flew our nanny down. We don't, she's not our nanny anymore. She nannied with us for about two years when Mackenzie was like, when she started, when she was like four months old or something. And, you know, we did have to fly her down. We used points and she was able to sleep on the pullout in our, we had like a suite that we were staying in. And so it was, we tried to keep the cost pretty reasonable. And that was actually really helpful to just have like another set of hands arrive in the middle of the trip and help us out with everything and take her out for a couple of days or stay in the room with her while she was napping so we could go do something fun. So, you know, we didn't pay her like per hour. We just paid for her trip. We flew her down and we paid for all of her food and stuff. So, you know, that is an option. If it's something you can afford, you could even ask, like, we have a niece we might bring with us one time. Just even just someone with like an extra set of hands is really nice. I get that it's an extra cost. And honestly, it's another person to be thinking about and worrying about, which was like kind of, you know, a thing. I love you, Anna. It's nothing personal. It's just, you know, another person in your crew that you're like wrangling and pulling together. And are you ready? Let's go. The car's here, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that part is like whatever. But, um, you know, if you can bring someone with you, it's that's like, that's really the way to go. That's like, that's where it's at. <laughs> and then um, lastly on this topic, and I've said this before in other um, context is to not rely on nap times. Again, you just don't know how the trip's going to go. If your kid is a great napper at home, they might be a crap 
napper on the trip or maybe for the first couple of days like on this last trip we did for the first three days Mackenzie just literally refused to nap she just wouldn't do it and it was really hard because we were hoping to have that nap time for some work time to get some stuff done because they're so reliable at home um, and she just wouldn't do it and so it just really threw both of us so we learned you know don't rely on nap times to, if that's like the only time you're thinking you're going to get work done unless the other partner you know you're the other person in the relationship can stay with them um, you know don't try to try to be careful about that one other thing that I did forget to mention about the airplane and just sort of planning and stuff, a couple of things real quick, and then we'll wrap this up, is um, if you can afford it, try to get your kids their own seats. Um, it just makes such a huge difference when they have their own space. You're not like worried about the person next to you um, getting up in their space, being loud, annoying. Like the last thing you need to do when you're in it with a toddler traveling or a young child or young children is be having to also like be managing strangers feelings and how they might be reacting. Like just, first of all, try to just let all that go. doesn't matter. Their opinions don't matter. If your kid's having a meltdown, doesn't matter that a million people are looking at you. Just doesn't just let it go, you know? Um, but if you can have your own seats for your whole family, that's, it's really helpful. And again, I know that that can be more expensive, but, um, you know, what's your sanity worth? <laughs> um, and then the last thing I will say about the flight stuff, and this goes back to like preparing is I know this is old school, but if you, I would recommend printing out everything you can. My pre-kid self would go, oh, print things out. You can do it all on your phone, duh. But, um... My mom self now says that it's actually really handy to just have paper copies of things just pull out and hand to someone because you might be in a line somewhere, security or whatever, and they're looking, and especially now with COVID where sometimes you have to show extra paperwork, like coming back from Mexico, we had to show like five different pieces of paperwork for each of us for different reasons. And it was ridiculous. And it's really nice to not have to be like scrolling through your phone, looking for service, the internet's not working, finding that one screenshot, bleh, you know, you just want to like be able to pull something out and get, hand it to someone. So that's just another little like pro tip if you can do that ahead of time. All right, my friends, you might be able to hear my daughter crying right now. She's waking up from a nap right as after I'm saying don't rely on nap times, but I needed to get this episode out. So, you know, you do what you got to do. Um, I hope this was helpful. Check out the show notes um, for all the links and all the things. Let me know if you've learned something in your travels. We can share it with our community. Hop into our Slack channel and go to the parenting, our Slack space and go to the parenting channel and ask your questions or share your tips there. Let's help each other out um, on this fun journey of parenting. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Kenza Collective to stay in touch. And if you have a moment, please drop a review for this podcast so that we can reach more parents and help them create a life and a living that actually works for their families. Have a great day.